You're listening to the Fitness Matters Podcast with Paula B, and this is episode number 32. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Fitness Matters Podcast, where every week we talk about the fitness matters that matter to you. And as I say, literally every single week, this one totally matters. You guys, we are talking about how to change. Now, when I first started coming up with this topic, I was thinking about like, oh, how to change your weight or how to change your habits or how to change your body. And I realized that honestly, what we're really talking about today is how to change anything in your life, how to change your whole life, in fact. This is an episode that I feel like I'm going to be referring you back to from now till like forever in the future. This is truly foundational stuff. This is the kind of thing where every time you want to make any sort of change in your life, this is the concept that you are going to return to. And this is something that I actually talked about a really, really long time ago. Like it was, it was one of maybe not like the first episode. I mean, in fact, I know it wasn't the first episode of the Let's Run podcast way back when it was the Let's Run podcast, but it was, it was early, early, early on. So we're talking about like three years ago, and I will dig up the actual episode, of course, as I do. I mean, you know that in the show notes or the description, depending on where you're watching or listening, there's always a way to get to everything that I refer to. But there was this one particular episode where I talked about how I trained for and ran a Boston qualifying marathon. And that sounds so practical. Like, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I went out for a run and these are the paces that I hit and this is what I ate and this is how I, you know, recovered and rested and everything. Like, it had almost nothing to do with that. It was talking about, well, it was talking about goals, of course, because we always talk about goals, but it was talking about how I had this goal and how I had tried and failed to reach this goal for at least a couple of years at this point. In fact, quite a few years, because when I finally qualified for Boston, it was like my 13th marathon. And, and how I had tried really hard to change my actions and change what I was doing in order to meet this gigantic goal. And what I ended up doing was letting my feelings drive what I was doing. And there's this this really, really famous theory of how to change your life. It's called the elephant and the rider. And, and it talks about how, you know, you as the rider are the evolved part of your brain, the upper part of your brain, the prefrontal cortex, which we talk about all the time. I mean, how, how your thoughts, you know, can, can shape your life. But, but the elephant is actually your lower brain, which is your emotions. And we've talked about this too, about how your lower brain really only has a couple of tools, you know, in its toolbox, how it's really, really based on instincts and emotions. Everything is driven by fear or pleasure. And I mean, the, the really the basic, basic emotions. And so this theory of the elephant and the rider is that, you know, the rider can, you know, tell the elephant what to do, can think logically, can look at a map and can do all this stuff. But the elephant 
is driven by the basics. The elephant knows where the water is and the rider might be like, okay, we have to go around this mountain and we have to climb over this hill and we have to do this and we have to do that. But the elephant is just thinking, go get water. <laughs> the elephant only wants the water. And, and how, in order to create change in your life, you have to let the elephant find the water. And so for a long time, I have really kind of operated under this thought model. You know, I've understood that our feelings, our base brain, our lower brain is the thing in charge. But I've never understood until somewhat recently how to create the feelings that drives the elephant to the water. Now, here's the thing. When we're thinking about the rider, you know, our upper brain and how we think things on purpose, how we can plan for the future, how we can, you know, think on purpose, by, by working with that thought model about the elephant and the rider, it makes it sound like your upper brain isn't really in charge, that making plans and that thinking logically isn't really the driver of, of your actions. But here's something that's super, super, super important to understand. This is, this is the thing that I want you to take away from today's podcast. Your thoughts create your emotions. So when your emotions are the drivers of your actions and the way that we actually get results, the thing that you can do to create change is to create a thought that makes you feel a certain way. Your thoughts create your feelings. Now I know, I know that lots of us go through life thinking that our feelings kind of come to us, that our feelings are just there, that we get feelings from things that happen or things that we do, but that's not actually the case. There's a hidden layer and something we often don't notice. I mean, we truly do not notice this little intermediary step because as you well know, we have, what, 50, 60,000 thoughts a day. They're slippery little fish. We have so many of them that we can't consciously hear all of them. But your thoughts are actually creating your feelings. We notice our feelings because they tend to last longer. I mean, we've, we've talked about this in other episodes, specifically when we were talking about dealing with anxiety, is when I introduced this, this thought that I've heard really specifically from Mel Robbins, who I absolutely love. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna listen to another podcast or, or read other books or whatever, definitely recommend Mel Robbins. And in fact, the, the thinking that I'm talking about today, I, partially comes from Mel Robbins and partially comes from the Life Coach School, which is a podcast I've referred you to several times now um, with Brooke Castillo. I'll make sure that there's a link in the, in the show notes. But also there's this particular idea really comes from a woman named Byron Katie. And, and her, her thought model is called The Work. And I have not delved super deep into her stuff yet. I'm actually just starting to read about her. Brooke Castillo actually talks about Byron Katie. And so, so I'm starting to go into, into her work also. But 
none of this is me. <laughs> it's really where I'm going with this. I didn't come up with this like off the top of my head. I'm not making this up. Other people who have, have really worked on this much longer than me have, have come up with these thought models for how our brains give us what we want. And also really, really frequently, in fact, maybe even more frequently, what we don't want. So here's the thing that Mel Robbins was talking about, about how our emotions actually last for about 90 seconds. And, and that's why we notice them. I mean, 90 seconds is kind of a long time. I mean, not, you know, in the scope of the world, but, but in terms of being able to really grasp onto something, you can have a thought in a split second so fast you don't even hear it. In fact, most of our thoughts we don't hear. And that is occasionally the problem. We have these thoughts that are just running around in the background and they're creating these emotions that honestly, sometimes we don't even notice the emotions either. Sometimes these emotions are just kind of brewing under the surface. But here's the thing. So your thought causes your feelings. Your feelings cause your actions. And your actions, I mean, I feel like this one's kind of obvious. Your actions are how we get results. And we know that part of the equation, and that's what we always try to deal with. When we try to change our lives, 99.9% .9 of the time, we start by trying to change our actions. But here's the thing. We're not super in control of our actions. Even though we have this upper brain, we have this prefrontal cortex that's like, I can plan ahead. I can set my alarm. I am going to tell myself that I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out first thing in the morning. And then when I work out, obviously working out the action is going to cause the results. The working out is going to help me get fit and get in shape and be able to run this marathon and, and get what I want, which is the medal. You know, I mean, like... We think that the action is the where we start. But the fact is, the action is, I mean, it's downhill from, from where the water is flowing. The water starts flowing from your thought. And not just, not just the thought that you can hear. Not the thought of, I'm going to wake up early and I'm going to get up and exercise. But the thoughts that you don't hear. The thoughts that you don't hear are the ones that are creating the feelings that are driving the actions. So the thought that you don't hear is, it's hard to get up early. And then that causes the feeling of, eh, I don't really feel like waking up. And that causes the action of hitting the snooze button. We think that, that these actions are going to, to change our lives. And they can. And the fact is, we can actually change our actions for brief amounts of time. I mean, once in a while, we won't hit the snooze button. Once in a while, we can be so driven and so determined and really use willpower to get us through. But the fact is, willpower does not last as long as your thoughts and your feelings. That underlying thought, that thing that you are thinking, we've covered this ground when we've talked about old thoughts. Your brain is super, super, super efficient at thinking something that it's already thought before. 
So when your brain has always been thinking, I don't want to wake up early, I don't like getting up in the morning, or what's the point of this, or why even bother? When your brain has gotten really, really used to thinking that thought, it's going to be running in the background. You're not going to even hear it anymore. And that is what is so tricky about this process of change. Finding the thought that is causing your feelings, which are driving your actions. When you want to change, you need to change your thoughts. Now, sometimes we try to do this by simply... I often, I often joke to my husband. My husband tends to be the kind of person who uses a hammer for for any job, and of course, I mean he's got you know, he's got a full complement of tools. He knows how to use them all. But I joke with him all the time that he uses a hammer for things that might best be used, you know, like a screwdriver or pliers or or anything else. He tends to be a hammerer, and that is what we all, I think tend to be when it comes to trying to create change in our lives. We're trying to simply hammer this new action. And sometimes, I mean, if we understand, I mean, if we understand on some level that your thoughts are helpful, that, oh, we should try to think new thoughts. And I tell you this all the time, you've got to practice this new thought, you know? So we try to hammer this thought into our heads that that makes us, you know, like, it sounds so good. Like, I'm going to get everything I want out of this. And honestly, for a long time, I tried this. This is, in my opinion, affirmations are totally hammers, that that we try to hammer it in our head. I'm worthy. I'm beautiful. I am so happy and grateful for all the things that I have in my life. And I've mentioned this at least one other time, and I honestly don't remember which episode it was, so I apologize that I can't come up with a, a specific topic for you. But I've mentioned before how I don't find affirmations to be especially helpful. I tried using affirmations for I'm going to say a year, maybe maybe longer than a year. I, I tried all kinds of affirmations about all kinds of different things. Like, you know, I'm, I'm so happy and grateful for all the money that flows in my life. And I am so happy and grateful for all of, you know, the... I, I can't even think of what other affirmations I listen to. Specifically for me, I mean, as I've shared with you, the two things that I really, really really have worked on with my personal self-development journey. I, I worked on money for for a long time before I saw any kind of results. And I also much more recently worked on my feelings about my sister's death. So so working on affirmations about I'm you know I'm grateful for the life that we shared or I'm happy and grateful for all of my abundance. Affirmations honestly kind of got me nowhere. <laughs> and and people who believe in affirmations will tell you, you know, you just have to repeat them, repeat them, repeat them. And while that is mostly true, it, it is true that you can reprogram your brain by thinking a new thought. I mean, in the episode, Old Thoughts, I explained to you how you have to have a new thought that you simply think and you practice and then and then everything is better, right? But here's the thing about the new thought. The new thought needs to create 
a feeling. Not necessarily a new feeling. I mean, it's a feeling you've had before, but it needs to create a feeling that feels like it's going to drive the right actions. Simply thinking a thought, I'm so grateful for all of the abundance in my life, honestly made me feel almost nothing. Like, like my feeling towards that sentence was kind of, kind of neutral, kind of, well, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm, uh, I mean, of course I'm grateful. That's nice, but but I'm not sure if I really see the abundance. I'm not really sure when I'm looking at my bank account, what you're talking about with all the abundance in the world. Like, like it didn't really create a feeling of abundance or generosity or, or happiness or motivation within me. It kind of, it kind of didn't create any kind of feeling. And therefore, no feelings means no actions. No actions means no results. This is how the water flows. However, when I found a thought that created a feeling in me of abundance and generosity and gratitude and mostly those things. I was trying to come up with another one and I didn't have another word, but specifically generosity. Generosity is Generosity is a sticking point for me. And I noticed that when I created a feeling of generosity, that that was supremely motivating to me. Feeling generous absolutely creates in me the action of wanting to do things, of wanting to create new programs, of wanting to create new workouts, of wanting to create answers to your questions, of wanting to create this podcast. Honestly, this podcast driven very much by a feeling of generosity. I want to share with you this thought model that has changed my life. I mean, thinking about my world and how I would like to change things in this way has created real change for me. And I am really excited to share that with you and help you realize that you can make whatever changes you want. Here's the thing. When you, when you want to do something different, you have to think something different. And I, and I know that that sounds so simple and obvious, and we've talked about it numerous times. And yet, and yet I hear when I'm talking to you guys, when we're having Q&A or when you post in the Killer Beehive, which is my super private and very interactive Facebook group, which you're welcome to join, and there'll be a link in the description or the show notes. When we talk about making changes... I know that you understand that you have to think differently, but I don't think that you understand how, how much thinking differently changes what you do. Thinking differently sounds so nice. It's like a theory. It's like, oh, well, of course I'd like to love myself. Of course I'd like to speak nicely to myself. Of course I'd like to think things that feel good. I mean, that's nice, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to try really hard to eat the right number of calories. And then, you know, that'll, that'll probably help me lose weight. <laughs> Here's what's going to help you lose weight. Thinking something along the lines of, I am capable of losing weight. 
thinking something along the lines of, I am eating the right number of calories. I am doing the right thing for my body. I am losing weight. And we've talked about setting goals and goal language and how that affects you. Here's why it affects you. When you think that thought, it creates the feeling that drives your actions. When you think, I'm trying to lose weight, what does that feel like for you? What emotion does that create with you? It creates, when I think about it, I mean, I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm thinking about this for myself. When I think, well, I'm trying to lose weight, it creates in me a feeling of almost apathy or almost like, well, it's okay if this doesn't work out. It creates feelings that are kind of bland, kind of not motivating, not driving. So the actions that I get from I'm trying to lose weight are that sometimes I'm eating the right number of calories, sometimes I'm going to bed on time, sometimes I'm drinking water, sometimes I'm doing some of the things that may or may not get me results. And then the results is that I'm still trying to lose weight. I I have created exactly what I thought When I say that your thoughts create your feelings, your feelings create your actions, and your actions are how we get results, what I mean is that your thought creates your results. What you are thinking is what you will get because of how it generates your feelings and how your feelings generate your actions. There are other steps in between, but your thoughts are bringing you exactly what you're thinking. In a very literal sense, if you are trying to lose weight, you will be brought a continuing to try. When you say, I am losing weight, I am. I mean, do you hear how different that feels? For me, my shoulders straightened up, my back got straight, my my stomach kind of pulled in. I was like, I am, I am losing weight. And for me, that feeling is immediacy, urgency, like motivating. It feels energetic. And when I feel energetic, well, I mean, energizing means that I'm going to be doing the things that I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to go exercise. I'm going to eat the right number of calories today. I'm going to drink the water. I'm going to get to sleep on time. I'm going to make sure that I'm resting and recovering when I need to rest and recover. I mean, it feels so different to think that different thought. When, When you are deciding what you'd like to think, in order to bring you a feeling that is going to drive your actions, which will bring you results. I want you to literally stop and think for a moment what you feel like when you say the thought. And I know that sounds kind of funny, but when you, when you take the time to consider what you are feeling, you are taking the time to create the actions that are going to drive you to get the results. 
when your thought creates, I'm going to say a good feeling. It doesn't necessarily have to be a good feeling. It might not feel happy, for example, but it'll create a feeling in you that you will recognize as being motivational, energetic, generous, abundant, whatever, whatever that is that's going to drive you to do what you want to do that you've already decided. I know your upper brain has already decided that you want to get up in the morning for heaven's sakes. You want to work out. But what is it that you are going to think? Not just I'm going to get up no matter what, but what is it that you're going to think that feels exciting, energizing, motivating? And that thought's going to be different for everybody, which is part of the problem I personally have with affirmations. Affirmations tend to be very, very generic, very worded in a way that isn't personal. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny to me how listening to affirmations, it's like, I would never talk like this. This doesn't sound like my voice. And those are the things that I am thinking. And when I'm thinking, I wouldn't talk like this. This doesn't sound like my voice. This is ridiculous. Well, what a surprise that doesn't generate any kind of feeling that, that I'm trying to get from those affirmations. My friend, pay attention to the elephant. Pay attention to your feelings. I think this is why this was so helpful to me, this thought model that that I came upon from the Life Coach School. Realizing that all these years when people have told me I'm too emotional and me thinking to myself, I feel too much. I'm always feeling. Everything is feeling, feeling, feeling with me. To be able to realize that my feelings are actually my superpower, (laughs) that my feelings are going to drive my actions and going to get me results. That to me was a huge relief. And understanding that I can actually mold my feelings on purpose with my thoughts I mean, to me, this was like the best news I'd ever heard. This was such a revelation that, that I, I could use my feelings for good rather than just for feelings. I mean, so, so many times in my life, people have talked about, you know, how feelings are kind of useless or kind of silly or, you know, being overly emotional and, you know, you've got to calm down. You've got to control your emotions Honestly, it's not really even about controlling your emotions. It's about creating them on purpose. You can create your feelings. It's amazing. It's amazing. And when you realize that, you can also kind of go backwards and figure out, okay, if I'm feeling this, what was I thinking that caused me to feel this? And honestly, that that part of the the scenario is a topic for another day. What I want you to understand right now is how this stuff flows downhill. Yeah, we can work up the chain, but how it flows downhill is so important. My friends, your thoughts are the center of everything. Your thoughts are the top of the hill. Your thoughts are what starts it all. You have a thought that creates a feeling. 
Your feelings drive your actions and your actions get you results. It all comes from your thoughts. And I promise we will talk more about this. We will have other days where this is an important theory to understand. Today, what I really wanted for you was to even consider this this thought model. Consider how this is working in your life. There's plenty of practical application for it. Plenty of ways that this is going to help us get our goals and live our lives and change our lives. But for right now, for right now, I just wanted you to get the basics. Your thoughts create change. I hope this was helpful for you today. I always hope it's helpful for you. I mean, you know that. You know that I want to know what this sparked in you. I mean, was this is this a new theory for you? Is this something that you have heard before and understood before? Have you ever been able to let the elephant find the water <laughs> to get your feelings to drive your actions and get the results? that you're looking for. I would love to hear your stories too. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Mm